Hello, welcome to my podcast, According to Emily. This podcast covers all things home, travel, fashion, fitness, beauty, entrepreneurship, and overall living your best life. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, welcome to my second podcast ever created. I am so excited to be here yet again, bringing more content and being creative. I'm loving this so far. I have a few different podcasts uh, lined up here, but I really wanted to share this one right out of the gate. And it is my tips for reselling, whether you're an eBayer, Posher, working on Macari, um, I'm trying to think of a few other online selling platforms, this can apply to you. Obviously, it is more Poshmark-centered just because that is where I make the bulk of my income, but it can easily be applied to the other platforms as well. So we all know that the resale industry is rapidly taking over fast fashion. I mean, we've seen this shift for quite some time now, but it's only gaining momentum and speed. But according to an article published by Fortune, the second-hand economy is expected to more than double in the next five years. And it is a billion, and I say billion with a B, dollar industry. It's absolutely crazy. So... If you are considering jumping on board um, with reselling, highly recommend it. If you're already, you know, dipping your toes in, kind of getting the feel of things, but not sure where to start, then this podcast is for you. I just want to share all the knowledge that I wish I had had when I started out. Obviously, I started, like I said in my first podcast, I started out probably around 15 years ago, back before people resold on the internet as much. Uh, Craigslist was definitely a thing, um, but really there was only eBay and it was so prehistoric. Oh my goodness. It took a solid half an hour to upload a single item. And then on top of that, once you know got it uploaded, say, you, you know, it was only in the auction style, you sold it and then you would have to go and write the label out with permanent marker because you know you didn't want it to bleed um with permanent marker slap that on bring it to the post office wait in line for you know to your turn and then pay for it with either cash or card i mean it was just insanity how it used to be and how much time we put into it so giving a little background of where i started with that is about 15 years ago like i said my aunt had an ebay site where she sold old inventory from her store she has a little boutique and she was taking all of the inventory that wasn't moving as fast and putting it on ebay And I would help her with that. So I really learned the ropes at a young age and took that on as kind of my main job within the store. And then as time progressed and, you know, Poshmark came on the scene, I had been recommended by my mom. Actually, my mom had heard about Poshmark and said, oh, you should start this. You know, you should really introduce your aunt to this and get her started on that platform. And I was a little hesitant because I've... I had no idea, you know, I'm a little scared of change, but um, didn't know how it would go and didn't want to waste time if it wasn't worth it. Well, we started on it really slowly, but soon found out that it was more than worth it. It was 
great for her. I was making multiple thousands of dollars for her and my husband actually saw that and he said, wow, you're, you know, you're making so much money for her. What if you tried it on the side, you know, with your stuff and, you know, kind of different fashion that relates to you. And I, I balked at that for a while. I thought, oh, I, I can't do it. I already have my hands full. You know, this is crazy. And I put it off for over a year. I remember that. I put it off for over a year. Man, I just seem like such a procrastinator when I talk. But, you know, I just, I had my hands full, so I respect that. And then I finally, one one day, it just switched. I went to Goodwill. I, I think I was just bored, but I went to Goodwill. I found a few different pieces And I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do stuff that I like. And then I am going to keep it small. And I started out, you know, like I said, going to Goodwill, grabbed a few pieces, threw them up that night, just simple photos, whatever, on Poshmark. And the rest is history. I started making so much money and the sales were coming in so fast that I expanded and now I have about 600 pieces on Poshmark at all times. And that's something I'll cover later. But it went from being a few odd, you know, handful of items to now I have a full closet inventory where I have to keep it around a certain number to make a certain number. But again, I'll get into that later. So it's really grown. And that was about six months ago. I started officially getting serious with my posh, my own personal Poshmark closet in 2000, November of 2019. And now, let's see, it's the beginning of May. So yes, it's been six months and yeah, wild ride. But when I started all of this with Poshmark, I really had no idea how to do it and how to do it right. I There's a lot of different components to the site and I was, I wish there were things that I had known sooner and so that's why I created this to share this with you. So if you're wondering what to do, you know, you don't know where to start, then this podcast is for you. All right, so let's get into it. <clears throat> My top tips, and I wrote this all down so I wouldn't forget anything. And also, I want to do a blog post on this. So I'm going to put this up on my blog. So don't feel like you need to get out a pen and paper right now because I'm going to put this all online so you can reference it, like either print it out, save it to, you know, a Google Doc or something like that. So I'm going to put this all online so you do not have to write this all down. These are my top tips, like I said, and they're in no specific order. So the first one is be sure your cost of goods is low. If you're looking to be a reseller, you know, flip inventory and make actual money, you need to make sure that your cost of goods is low. I wish I would have known this right off the bat. I feel like a lot of resellers say this, but each number is different. I kind of have a number in my head of what I'm willing to sell with the exception of if it's a designer piece or if it's a piece I know for sure will sell for a higher amount of money, then I'll you know, pay up for it. But an example is if you're outsourcing and you find some express jeans for say $3 and you're like, wow, this is a great deal. $3 for express jeans. Make sure you still do the research and how you do that. And this is very simple and you can do this on eBay too, but I'm just going to use Poshmark as an example. You're going to hit shop, 
then you're going to hit search listings, then you're going to type in the product name, so like Express Jeans, then you're going to go to filter, you're going to go to availability, then you're going to go to sold items, and you're going to check and see what that, you know, what items in the past has sold for. You can't necessarily do that on eBay, but you can go in and search and see kind of roughly what things are listed as. eBay also has a nice feature where they they give you an estimate for you on what they think the product is priced. Now that's very, it's it's very general, so I wouldn't necessarily go 100% based off that. But I like with Poshmark that you can go back and look at sold items and see what that item sold for in the last couple days. Very helpful. Remember that you do need to list the item at a fair price and then allow for posh fees, the cost of the item, and then if you're making a certain amount, you know, an income, you need to calculate out tax as well for, you know, April. Ooh. And then, you know, when you come out ahead, is it worth your time? You have to think about all of that. Same goes for eBay again. <clears throat> Their fees plus PayPal come out later. They bill you later. So it doesn't come out, you know, at the beginning like in Poshmark. But just keep that in mind that eBay and Poshmark have around the same amount percent of fees, which is about 20%. But just keep that in mind. My next tip is the top thing to look for when you're sourcing is name brand items. Don't ever buy or try to sell stuff with no tag in it um, unless you can, you know, back up with the RN number or something like that, that it is that brand. Um, make sure that the item has no wear or tear on it. Make sure that it's a trendy style, a popular size. Although I have found that I do really well with plus size items, but a good example is it's free people, it's cute, but it's an XX small. I would pass that up actually because extra, like super extra smalls just do not sell for me. They are dogs, I cannot get rid of them. And I've heard this from other resellers and I just wanna share that with you that no matter how cool the brand is, extra extra, you know, tiny sizes just do not sell well. So, womp womp, but on the flip side, I've sold, you know, everything from Old Navy to Jimmy Choo. I mean, really anything with like a name brand, a well-known brand name that people know are familiar with, it will sell eventually. I promise you that. So really, you can you can honestly sell anything online, but the stuff that's going to go faster is anything that has a name that people know that's in a common, you know, popular size, you know, that's obviously a trendy style that's in, you know, good condition. I would not recommend selling anything in a bad condition with holes in it or something like that that aren't meant to be there. That just could end you up with a case opened or something like that. The other tip I have is take good pics. This is kind of like, duh, Emily, I know that. But seriously, pictures really can make or break the item. You want to make sure that they're clear, that people can see the product, know the product, you know, know exactly what they're getting so there are no surprises. Now, there is sometimes with people, they're looking for a specific name brand item. They know exactly what they want. They'll go online, they'll search it, and then it'll pull up and it's maybe a blurry picture or it's a darkened picture or something. And 
they'll buy it anyways because it's exactly what they want. So there's always the exception. But I would say I have sold some of the, uh, what I thought were the ugliest sweaters or the weirdest things, but it was a beautiful picture and it actually made it look kind of cute because it was in a pretty picture. I don't know. It just, it just really, I feel really makes a difference to have a good clear photo. No clutter in the background too, I would add, because that just kind of takes away from the product. You don't need a mannequin. You don't need to model it necessarily. You could literally hang it on a hook, but just make sure that it, you know, looks good. All right. My next one is send out offers to likers as soon as they like the item. Both Poshmark and eBay have uh, this feature and both Poshmark and eBay are impulsive buying sites which means people go on there to buy now. You know, they scroll, not just to scroll and have fun, they scroll to shop, right? I mean, there's obviously the sellers on there, but I've even been enticed by this where I, you know, I'm going through doing my thing and I see an item and I'm like, wow, I did not know I needed that a moment ago, but it's so beautiful and it's so fun. I need it and I'll buy it. It's crazy. So when someone likes your item, jump on that opportunity, send them a, an offer right away. I have heard, you know, people say they do it weekly, they do it daily, they do it on the half hour. But I have found that immediate, you know, immediate offer always gets me a sale. I mean, not always, but it works better than the other ones I've tried because I've tried doing it all and doing the immediate offer to liker is the best way to do it you know it's kind of like a fish hook them while they're nibbling right because you know if they walk away from that it's kind of like a store don't ever let a customer leave a store without buying something especially if they're interested in it you know try to you know offer kind of like um you know how websites are you go on say I don't know macy's.com and you're shopping around and this is actually probably a bad example because I don't think macy's actually does this but you go on a website and you will be shopping around, you'll maybe put something in your cart that you're really interested in, but then you're like, oh, I don't know, I mean, I don't really need it. And then you leave, and then all of a sudden you get an email in your inbox that says, oh, we saw that you had this in your cart, and here is 15% off if you complete your purchase now. Something like that. So that's, that's the same idea with Poshmark and eBay. They want to hook you all they can. Okay, and that kind of goes right into my next tip, which is be open to offers and dealing. People on Poshmark and eBay are always looking for a deal. Think of them as garage sale sites. These are not hard, fast, this is the price type of sites. Like People are on there to deal. That's the whole idea. Um, So don't be offended when people lowball you. Always counter a lowball offer. So you may have something listed at $75 and someone offers you say $5 and oh that's so offensive my item is worth so much more than that don't be offended sometimes people just love to see how low they can go you know to see if you'd you'd accept it obviously you're not going to accept the $5 offer but you can counter I would say counter the lowest that you know you can go and you know obviously be fair to yourself and be fair to the buyer because at the end of the day, what do you want? You want money. Well, you can't make money if you're constantly getting offended and, you know, declining offers. So my my rule is I never decline an offer. I always counter. Um, I don't think there's ever been a 
time when I've done that except when I got a bad vibe from the buyer but that's a whole nother story um so just be open to dealing with people that is really what this point is all about um another tip that kind of goes off of that is you don't want to lose a a potential sale just because you countered for two dollars more so if someone offers you something and it's a little low and you're like "Mm, I could get you know two more dollars out of it don't even try. Just accept it because, you know, say something's priced at $30, they offer you $20. Oh, it's a little low for me. I wish I could get, you know, $22. Don't even try to counter because nine times out of 10, they're not going to come back for that. I know from experience and I usually just accept even if it is a little bit lower, but I'd rather make my income goals for the day than, you know, waste that $2. All right, next question, or question, next tip. So the rest of these pertain to Poshmark, not necessarily eBay. And this is probably my top, 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 top tip of all time. The more you share your closet, the better. Don't worry about sharing other people's closets. Don't worry about um, liking or commenting or any of that. Focus on your closet and getting it out there. Obviously, the more people that follow you when you share your closet, they'll automatically, you know, share your closet if it's kind of in their space. So that's good to keep in mind. So it's good to have friends and to share. You can share other people's closets occasionally because obviously Poshmark is a community. So it's good to, you know, be a good, be a good community member. But I would say the biggest thing is share your closet, share it often. There's not a day that goes by that I don't share my closet. I share my closet every single day, Sundays, holidays, you name it, I'm sharing it. So share your closet. That is the biggest thing. The more you do it, the better. Some people are like, no, it doesn't work. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It does work. It works for me. I have made over $1,000 in a day from just sharing my closet alone, doing nothing else, not even sending out offers like it has worked miracles for me. So I'd say definitely share your closet, get it out there. Um, It'll put you at the top of the search engines as well so that that alone is good. All right, so the next tip is become an ambassador on Poshmark. Um, I can't answer all the questions on this because I don't know if it's been updated or how it works necessarily now because it's been so long since I've done it and I should be a professional in this because I'm a Poshmark ambassador I've done this it was really easy from what I remember I think you have to share a certain amount you have to follow a certain amount and you have to have a certain amount listed and sold and they just have a checklist and they will tell you when you've met the criteria to become an ambassador on Poshmark it's just good to do and have on your your closet it kind of it's kind of like an honor I guess I it really what it does is it pushes you to a new page it allows you to be part of more Poshmark opportunities um, and participate in Posh activities so really that's it but it's good to have and I highly recommend it it doesn't really take that much time to do you can you know kind of work at it a little each day and lastly this is my last tip for the day And I'll close out. Stay the course. And again, this is a very like, duh, I know that. But I have seen so many people 
give up. They go, you know, they jump in head first. They go all out. They buy tons of inventory. And then a couple months later, they're like, oh, this isn't working. I'm done. Nothing against that. Because if it's not your game, it's not your game. But if you're in it to win it, you have to know that these things take time. Just like you wouldn't have overnight success with becoming a star or opening a storefront or training for a marathon. Like these things don't happen overnight. You have to work a little bit at it each day and it'll stack up um, upon itself. So just keep working at it. Some days you'll have a ton of sales, you'll have so much success, you'll feel on top of the world, and the next day you'll have crickets where nothing's happening no matter how hard you work, no matter how much new inventory you put up online, and you'll get nothing. So you'll find that it's very much a game, kind of a gamble actually, where you will have, again, days of feast, days of famine, and that's just the way it is. So you just have to kind of go with it. Don't give up because it does take time to build yourself. And that is all. That is all for today. I have more tips, but I think I'm going to end there just because this is going to get very, very long. And why not have a part two later on? I really hope that this helps you. Um, All of these tips have helped me. And I know that if you implement them, every single day that they will they'll help you grow. Yay. So again, I'm going to put this up on my website, mpopfitness.com. I have a blog tab, hit that and it should, I think it'll be under lifestyle. And that way you can take the points. They're a little more clearly written than probably my scatterbrain talked about today. So I'll put them on there. You can easily copy and paste it and use it for your business. That's all for today. Have a great rest of your day and we will talk soon.